go. And as you rightly say, Ian Winston getting into a little bit of after dust with a bit of Biffo. So it had it all. And you know what? Burnley just continue to impress, don't they? Not at their best, but what exalted company. 13 points this season already. The same mark as Chelsea, Arsenal and Liverpool. And next up are Manchester City away for Burnley next weekend. And another test for Chris Wood and co. But uh, we'll see what they do. It's going to be one almighty challenge on the evidence of what City did, obviously, uh, against Stoke. Russ, we were excited when um, uh, when Chris Wood was going out to Burnley because it's like, cool, we've had defenders before in the Premier League. I think we had a left midfielder once, but it's cool to have a striker. Um, I, I've, I mean, what have you made of him so far? Could you see him scoring goals like this when he when he was first, you know, sent up there? Yeah, I think what he's always had is a good predatory striker's ability, Nate. And we've seen that during his time with Leicester City, where he left, of course, just as they got very good, ironically. He went down to Leeds United and did really well there. And I think people maybe just wondered about a slight lack of pace, maybe his first touch being good, but not absolutely top draw. But what I really like is just his, as I say, ability to finish goals in a ruthless fashion. When he's on form, when he's fit and firing, he's a very, very good asset. Indeed, good with his head. And we've also seen that composure in front of goal. I think that goal a couple of weeks ago where he just calmly rounded the key, slotted it into the corner. He's got two good feet, good head, and he's someone who I think could go a long way in the game. Kind of a bit like Harry Kane, not quite that good, but he's very solid in most departments and therefore no real weaknesses. And a guy who I think could score a lot of goals. We've talked as well about the quality of his manager, the quality of some of the teammates around him under the radar doing solid jobs and it's the perfect club for him I think to come into the Premier League with really good choice, a lot of money but everyone costs a lot of money at the moment and I think he's worth it and it's great to see he's doing really well. Probably the result of the weekend, uh, Crystal Palace beating Chelsea and I had to stop and think Russell that must mean Palace scored goals they did. They scored two of them. Two. It's incredible. More than 700 minutes, Kent, since they'd actually scored a Premier League goal or, of course, got a Premier League point. All the records have been broken with all those defeats and lack of scoring. And you know what? To do it against the defending champions in the end, and they fully deserved it. And the key thing for me, as well as the crowd really getting stuck in and Palace scoring first, was the return of Wilfred Zaha. He's such a good player. Of course, he went to Man United from Palace. It didn't work out. He came back. Second time around, it's been great. He's been absolutely injured. To have him back this week was absolutely critical. And he brought the best out of so many other players as well. Andrus Townsend suddenly appeared rejuvenated. You've got Zahar on the other flank to give a little bit of balance to the team and uh, a really good effort. They've got their tough run of fixtures out of the way. And they're still only three, four, five points adrift of those just above the relegation zone. So you never know. I'm not saying they're going to stay up, but they've got a chance. And to get that win in that manner, I think is key. And Roy Hodgson will be working so hard on the training ground. It takes him a while to instill that doctrine into his players. He'll be doing that. Their decision-making will improve. Their awareness of each other will improve. And uh, you never know. Mm. Uh, Chelsea, though, you mentioned them. So they're they're there in that loss they're involved. I had a look at their record so far. So they're sitting fifth, four wins, one draw, three losses. So um, they're going to go diving in once they get to the transfer market in January, aren't they? Because this is a club that's about winning. They will go and buy even more players. I think they wanted another striker in addition to Alvaro Morata. We can safely say that Michi Bashiwai and one or two of the other guys who are options up front are not really fancied by Antonio Conte. And of course, Morata is out injured at the moment. He'll be out for three or four more games, we understand. And yes, they've got lots of talented players, but at the moment, quite a few of them don't appear to be on song. I've covered them against Arsenal a couple of weeks ago where they were off colour. And then just a listless performance in both Chelsea and the Gunners in their loss to Watford. 
just didn't seem up for the fight. And, you know, you look at one or two of the teams a bit further down the table who just come out there and just give it their all. And, and when you're up against superstars, that shouldn't be enough to necessarily get the win. Everyone out there should want it the same amount. But there are times in games where some of those big teams, and Chelsea and Arsenal the two this weekend, just kind of wilted in that heated battle. And their opponents seem to have that bit more determination and that bit more fight and that bit more hunger. On the Arsenal side, what which Troy Deeney really laid into the gullers, just saying he saw fear in their eyes, gave them a bit of physicality, got stuck in and basically watched them wilt before his eyes, which is pretty much exactly what happened. So, yeah, a couple of these big capital Charlies need to up their game and really show that particularly away from home when the chips are down, they've got what's necessary to deliver, especially guys when the Manchester clubs and Spurs are playing so well at the moment. Those three, I think, are the class. Everybody else is kind of tumbling over each other a little bit. And as a result of that, Watford are in fourth and Burnley are joint fifth on points as well. And how refreshing is that? Yeah, biggest surprise, Russell, of those two teams, because you've, you've mentioned the top sides, the, the big six, as I think they are now called, all in the top eight, but nestled there comfortably. Watford and Burnley, which team surprised you the most? I'm just so impressed with what Watford have done with their new manager. I love Marco Silva, the Portuguese. You know, ever since Jose Mourinho, all these managers who are Portuguese and young and vibrant get tabbed as maybe the new Jose. Andre Villas-Boas had that tag and it fell horribly, horribly flat in the end. But there's just something about Silva. He's a class act. His tactical awareness and his ability to get the best out of his players is great. And Watford were pretty average in that first half against Arsenal. Changed the formation, some really inspired subs. And to be honest, knew when to rip into his players at half-time and not give them soft treatment, but tell them to go out there and own the game and, and really go for it when he saw it was for the taking. And it worked. And, you know, his resume is not particularly great. He's been at Olympiacos, Estoril, prior teams like this. But Marco Silva was an inspired decision to bring in via Hull, who he merely kept up last season. And you know what's being said? Ironically, Arsene Wenger questions being asked once more about his future. I don't think he'll be sacked, obviously, because he's so close to the Arsenal board and Stan Kroenke. But one day, whenever he does go in about 2004 years' time or whatever it is, um, I just wonder whether perhaps Marco Silva could be the kind of guy to come in as a young boss. People have talked about Simeone and Atletico Madrid, about Eddie Howe, but his stock has dropped a bit at Bournemouth this season. There are young guys coming through who could get big jobs in the future from Watford and Silva. Very, very impressive. Hey, Russell, very quickly, better rivalry in sport, Ronaldo Messi or Nadal Federer? I'm going to say Nadal Federer because he's gone on for so many years. They're just so old and they've been through the ringer. They've seen Murray come in. They've seen him off. Djokovic, I absolutely love it. And they're just an inspirational pair, aren't they? Superb. I've got to go those two. Individual sport, toe-to-toe, brilliant. Oh, and they spit the other guys out. Yeah, they do. Nice work, Hargraves. They're the tennis wood chipper.